This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. How many Americans will actually live at the poverty level at some point in their lives? The answer to that question may surprise you. I think it's always surprising when you see these high sorts of numbers. We're looking over a 35-year period, and things happen to people that they didn't anticipate that can throw them into poverty. Then, busy parents of school-age kids have plenty to think about, like how to pack a healthy lunch for their children every school day. We'll have expert tips on preparing balanced lunches your kids will actually eat. We are changing their eating behavior. They are going to school and they are going to eat more that day. They are going to have more cravings that day. They are going to have eating behavior problems like binge eating. Stick around. Those stories and more are ahead on this week's Info Track. The show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. How many Americans live in poverty at some point during their lifetimes? Well, the answer may surprise you. Recent research looked into the question, and joining us to talk about it is study author Mark Rank, a professor of social welfare at Washington University in St. Louis. Professor, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. First of all, let's define what it means to live in poverty and for how long. Did you set a minimum amount of time for your study? In terms of defining poverty in this particular study, we defined it in two ways. One being below 20% of the overall income level distribution in the United States, and extreme poverty being below 10% of the income distribution in the United States. So that's how we define poverty. And in terms of looking over time, we looked at people from a long longitudinal study that started in 1968 and has been going every year, and we followed them up till 2011. And in terms of somebody being, quote-unquote, in poverty, did you set a minimum time span for that? Because I imagine somebody could be broke for a month or whatever, but then maybe recover. Well, we looked at annual poverty levels. So it was if your income level fell below these particular levels for a year, And then we also looked at whether you uh, experienced poverty for two years, three years, four years, five years, or ten or more years. So what did you find? You know, how many Americans live in poverty at some point? We looked at people between the ages of 25 and 60, and we found that at some point during those years, 62% of the population would experience at least one year of poverty as we were defining it, And 42% of the population would experience at least one year of extreme poverty, as we defined it. In terms of looking at more than one year, we found that 25% of the population would experience five or more years of poverty between the ages of 25 and 60. That seems very high. Did those numbers surprise you? You know, we've done a lot of work on this, looking at it different ways, and we found similar numbers, but I think it's always surprising when you see these high sorts of numbers like that. And one of the reasons behind it is because we're looking over a long period of people's lifetime. So we're looking over a 35-year period, and during that period of time, things happen to people that they didn't anticipate that can throw them into poverty, things like losing a job or having a family split up or getting sick 
All of those things can happen over a long period of time, and that can throw people into poverty. In terms of support mechanisms out there that the government has, welfare and so on, food stamps, does that take someone out of the poverty range, or would that not have an effect on your study? It doesn't really. Those programs are pretty minimal, and so for the most part, they don't pull people out of poverty. They're really intended for very short-term use and helping people get over spells of tough times, but they're not enough to really pull people out of poverty. In your research, did you track economic upheaval times, you know, major recessions and so on, and did this have an effect? Well, you know, again, what we're doing is we're looking at people really over a 40-year period from 68 to 2011, and during that time, there were, you know, economic upturns and downturns, but those are smoothed out across the life tables that we calculated. So it's really kind of adjusting for particular economic ups and downs during the life course. We're talking with Professor Mark Rank, a professor of social welfare at Washington University in St. Louis, and talking about the uh, study as to how many Americans live in poverty at some point in their lives. Professor, as you looked at this again over time, did you find that the situation is maybe getting worse in more recent years, or is it improving? Yes. In some other analysis we've done, we found that actually this life course risk has been increasing over more recent periods of time. So from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s, the risk of experiencing poverty across the life course has been increasing. And I think that tracks well with the idea that there's more and more economic insecurity that people have been feeling over the more recent decades than in the past. Any idea of the causes of poverty? Other factors related to falling into poverty are one has to do with one's job and one's work and getting cut back in terms of one's work or losing one's job is a pretty sure route into poverty. And another route into poverty are families that are intact that then split up and create single parent families. And that's also another route you find that leads people into poverty. How does the United States compare, if you know, with other countries around the world in terms of poverty? Well, the United States on the whole has some of the, if not the highest rates of poverty in terms of the industrialized Western world. So we are at the very high end in terms of the amount of poverty. It doesn't matter how you measure it. It comes out the same, basically, no matter what measure you use. We're also at the very high end in terms of economic inequality, and we've heard a lot about this issue of economic inequality over the last few years, and it turns out that the United States has some of the highest rates of economic inequality in the Western world. As you look at the data that you collected, what would you say the most surprising thing was that you found? I guess it's that the numbers are so high. The fact that so many Americans will at some point experience poverty. And I think the important take-home message from that is the idea that we often think about poverty as an issue of them, of somebody else. But what this data shows is that poverty is really an issue of us, that many of us will at some point experience poverty or near poverty at some point along our life course. And so I think that's probably the most surprising and the most important message to take away from the research. And would you then give some advice to people to maybe 
make a plan so that you can survive that tough time? Well, I think that's very hard. I mean, we've become a more and more economically insecure society. One of the things we did find that people can latch on to is that the more education you have, the less likely you are to fall into poverty. And so that's something that people can, can attach to and sort of think about. Another issue that's related to poverty is whether you're married or not. If you're married, you're less likely to fall into poverty than if you're not. How does this, I mean, we always hear about the American dream. Does this counter that or does it reaffirm it? This is a double-edged sword. What it says is that there's a lot of economic volatility in the United States, particularly downward economic volatility. On the other hand, for most people who experience poverty, they'll do so for a fairly short period of time, maybe one or two years, and then get their head above water, and then maybe down the road experience poverty again. But we've also found that people have a pretty significant likelihood of hitting some of the upper levels of income distribution, the top 20% at some point in the course of their lives. And so I think the American dream is attainable, but holding on to that dream is becoming harder and harder to achieve. We've done interviews in the past about the situation with the baby boomers and seniors retiring without any financial plans. Do you see that perhaps becoming a source of future poverty in the U.S.? I think so. As you look at those over the age of 60 or 65 and who have not been putting away enough savings, that their rates of poverty are going to probably be increasing over the future. Our guest has been Mark Rank, Professor of Social Welfare at Washington University in St. Louis. Professor, thank you so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. You're very welcome. Next, what's in your kid's lunchbox? Expert tips on packing healthy meals for your kids. That story, coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead.